Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. My name is Tyler. I am your host for today, and I'm really excited about today because we are joined with Pastor Julie Mullins, Senior Pastor of Christ Fellowship Church, and I'm so happy to have you on with us today. And wherever you're joining in from, if you're on YouTube, remember, don't watch this right now while you're driving. You can listen to it, or maybe if you're Apple or or Spotify, it's going to be a great conversation today. So thanks so much for being with us and and hanging out. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is like my favorite thing to do, and I'm so excited to be able to jump on here and just share whatever little bit of wisdom I might have on this topic. I love it. I love it. Well, we're stepping into one of my favorite seasons of the year. And and this season is the holiday season. And this this holiday season is filled with so many incredible Mm -hmm. moments. And I I just love how we have the opportunity to kind of leverage these moments. And so we'd love for us to talk today about how do we celebrate, how do we recognize Mm -hmm. and make the most of the moments in our lives, not just in this holiday season, but really in our our lives. Because I've heard you talk about the power of moments. Mm -hmm. I've heard you talk about, you know, moment making. So, So when did you kind of get passionate about yeah. this topic. Well, I am super passionate about it. There's a scripture in Psalm 31 that says that my time is in your hands, O Lord. Yeah. And when you think about it, that anything that we put in the hands of Jesus, we can do that with expectation. Yep. Like think about loaves and fishes that were placed in Jesus' hands fed thousands of people, that just a little bit of dirt with some spit on it actually opened up blinded eyes. So when we place our time in God's hands, I think we can expect the same thing. We can expect miracles and we can expect multiplication. And I think that um, I became a little bit passionate about this when I was in my mid-20s, actually. And I realized that, um, that, that life comes with some defining moments that are handed to all of us. And most of those defining moments happen before we turn 30 years old. I mean, you think about defining moments, you know, your first day of school, your graduation from high school, graduation from college, first job, um, sometimes getting, you know, getting married is a defining moment, having children. And when you realize that life hands us, you know, the studies show like eight out of 10 of Mm -hmm. our life's biggest defining moments are handed to us in our early adulthood before, before we finish, you know, our early adult. And when you think about the fact that that's what's handed to us, you start going, there has to be more, right? right? There has to be more moments available to us. And I think part of, I love your podcast, Young and Adulting, right? Um, I think part of the the adulting, the spiritual adulting piece of this is realizing and recognizing that, that we just can't wait for all of life's greatest moments to happen to us. We need to make them happen. We have to, we have to make moments happen. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I realize that, you know, that, that we can't make a lot of the spiritual moments happen, you know, in our lives. We can't make salvation happen. We can't make spiritual growth happen. Only Jesus can do that and the Holy Spirit, but we can make the most of the time that we're given because all of us, you know, we're given different talents. We're given different giftings. We're, we're born into different socioeconomic status, but each one of us is given the same amount of minutes in every single day. I, I love that. And I can't wait to dig further in this conversation. So first thing that I'm thinking through, and maybe some of our listeners are, are, are thinking through, and, and I love that you addressed already, like some of this mm-hmm. happened in your, yeah. you know, 
young 20s yeah. years is what does it look like? What does it mean to be a moment maker? Yeah, yeah you know? that's such a, that's a great question. You know, um, in scripture, in the original Greek, there are two words. In the English language, we have one word, time. And in scripture, there are actually two words in the original Greek. One is chronos time, which is how we measure time in okay. minutes and hours and days and years. It's where we get the word chronological from. And it really speaks of the quantity of time. But then there's another word that scripture uses 86 times wow. in scripture, and that is the word kairos. And the word kairos, I, I wrote this down, is, is when it's a season of time and opportunity when conditions are right for something crucial wow. to happen. It's an appointed time of decision. And I like to say that, that kairos moments are like when, when eternity and opportunity collide, so right? Good. And our, yeah. our, our days are going to be measured in minutes, but our lives are going to be measured in moments. And so when you think about being a moment maker and making moments happen, right? I think a lot of times, again, we expect people to make moments happen for mm -hmm. us, to make our birthday special or to make, yep. you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving yep. special for us. But as moment makers, we have a different mindset. And, you know, um, I think I about that. the ultimate the ultimate Kairos moment is really in the second chapter of Acts. You know, when Jesus tells his disciples, he tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait for him. So there they are in the upper room waiting for mm -hmm. something that they had never seen before. Right. They didn't even know what they were waiting right. for. They were actually waiting for a Kairos moment, but they didn't even know exactly what it was gonna look right. like. And so there they were in the upper room and we know the story that the Holy Spirit comes in and in a rushing wind and then, you know, 120 of them went out on the streets and shared the gospel. Yeah. And that is the day that the church of Jesus Christ Incredible. was born. 3,000 came to Christ yeah. that day. 3,000 were, were born again that day. But 3,000, you know, were, were saved, but that wouldn't have happened if there weren't 120 so good. that were ready for that moment. And I think the first, you know, the first thing I think about in the mindset of a moment maker is really about, you know, is expecting, right? Being expected yeah. and knowing that there's always a moment before the moment, yeah, right? You know, the, the moment, you think about all, you think about this all throughout scripture, you know, before Joseph had a palace, there was a pit yep. and a prison, right? Mm. And, you know, before the, the day of Pentecost, there was an upper room. And this is just a theme throughout scripture. And so when you, when you live your life with expectation that, wow, I don't want to miss the moment that God has for me or the moment that he wants to use me to be a part of somebody else's moment. Yeah. There's a scripture in 1 Corinthians that says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can conceive all that God has in store yeah. for those who love him. Well, if no eye has seen it, no one's heard about it, right. and, and, and no one's even thinking about it, mm -hmm. it could be really easy to miss totally. it if we're not looking for it. Yeah. So there's this part of you know just being a moment maker that is like I want to be expectant because again when I thought about those so many of life's defining moments already happening in my life by the yep. time I turn 30 I'm like surely God you have more right, and what he's right. saying is I do have more but you have to look for it and be ready for it so that that whole piece of just being expectant for for God to move in your life and to be ready to to move when he says to move I love that I love that phrase and something that I hear you talk about is that moment before the moment mm -hmm. and just the way that it sets sets up expectation I was uh, driving over uh, to today to, to record this and I stopped to get gas and I've, I've never even paid attention to this before. When I, I, 
I paid for the gas, it had this little thing that came up said, wait a moment. Yeah. And then I like, I, I did the gas and then I finished and it said, uh, you want a receipt? And I said, yes. I said, wait a moment. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like on both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. wait a moment. There's a moment bef- before that. Right. So mm-hmm. I know that you talk about the, this, these moments before the moments. Maybe if, if you look back in your life, what are maybe some of the more impactful moments that have happened in your life? Well, that's a great question. When I think about life's most impacting moments, they were the moments that I didn't see coming. Yeah. And I always like to tell the story of when Todd and I were um, were in college. And for those of you who don't know, Todd and I dated off and on all the way through high school. And um, and when we, we took an 18-month break when we went, when Todd went off to college, right? Oh. And so he was home on this winter break and he said, hey, you want to go to dinner? And I'm thinking, you know, okay, we were not dating at the time. We had been broken up for 18 months. This is before social media, before texting. We hadn't been to together. a world. I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole world's changed since That's then. So wild. And so, we, you know, here we were. We were 18 months broken up. And he's like, hey, you want to go to dinner? And so I'm thinking, it was, I was working late that night, but I said yes. And I actually was, I was working at, um, at Macy's and I'm okay. at the cash register. And I'm picturing myself at the cash register thinking, you know, maybe I should like play a little bit hard to get, maybe not show up that night, you know, or maybe I should, you know, just maybe I should just cancel tonight. And, um, and then I thought, you know, I really want to see my friend one more time before he goes back (laughs) to college in Northern Indiana. Right. And so he took me out to dinner that night. And, you know, some of you know the story, but at the end of the night, like literally after being broken up for 18 months, he got down on his knee and asked me to marry him. And I had no idea at the beginning of that night, standing at that catch register, that there was going to be a Kairos moment yeah. waiting for me at the end of the night. I had no idea what was happening, you know, that, that this was waiting for me. And I think back and I think, man, I could have missed that Kairos moment with some lame excuse like, you know, I want to play a little bit hard to get. Yeah. Or, you know, even when he asked me, I was like, no way, you're kidding. You know, I, I could have <laughs> left my answer at no way. Or I could have missed it because my expectations were so low. I actually thought we were going to go out for pizza. Huh. I had no idea. I was thinking it was going to be Domino's, not a diamond ring, right? Hey. So I had no idea what was waiting. But, you know, we can miss these moments yeah. if, if we, you know, because we have some lame excuse or because our expectations are too low. But I think about that and I think that that, Kairos moment was actually just the beginning of many Kairos moments because in that moment, everything in my life changed. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my name changed just a few months later, yep. my future changed, and every chapter of my story was written with him and his name in it. And, you know, when you think about the power of a moment that really, if I had just said yes and gone back to life as a single mm-hmm. person, the, the potential and the power of that moment would have never been released. And that's the second thing I think about when we talk about, you know, the mindset of a moment maker is that moment makers are really process people, mm-hmm. right? That that there's a process that that happens after yeah. the moment. It's the moment after the moment. That that the power and the potential of a breakthrough moment always is released in the process. You know, I think about even in um, in Acts, this is what happens yeah. because yes, there was that moment of Pentecost, but there's right after that, it says in Acts chapter two that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and the sharing in meals and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came on them and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. See, after the, the moment after the moment, the process was really about commitment. 
there was a devotion that came mm-hmm. from that. And so I think that sometimes we can get really addicted and um, especially in a spiritual environment like we we are in, you know, having great worship services right. and breakthrough moments. We can get addicted to a moment, right? Mm-hmm. We can get addicted. We want the breakthrough. We want the, you know, the instant answer to prayer. Mm-hmm. And yet so many times that the potential of a moment is actually released in a process. And it's so important for us, you know, as the disciples that yes, 3,000 got saved that day of Pentecost, but that was not God's plan for the church. It was never his plan that the church stayed at 3,000 people. He wanted millions of people. He wanted the world to know. But there was a process of being devoted, of fellowshipping, of prayer. And so I think that's an important part of being a moment maker. I I love that. Even the the language of process. I, I, you're so right. Like, there's. I mean, I would say even my generation, even myself included, like we don't, we don't love process. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. right. Right. The process, you Growing, know. transforming, yeah, yeah. changing. I hate words with ing because yeah, yeah, right. it just feels like right. so long before you get there. Right. And yet, honestly, I mean, that is where the power and the potential is released in a process. So, 35 years of marriage, you know, now it, it would, you know, it was released. The the potential of our marriage only could happen over time and and in a process and learning how to grow together and be together and you know and and discovering what God had every step along the way. I, I love that. I've heard you know I've heard you use this language before and even talk about how often little decisions are actually big mm-hmm. decisions in disguise and just just thinking about how that affects you know the perspective. So when you look back maybe on your journey, what are some maybe uh, little decisions that when you look back you're going like that wasn't a little decision. It was actually a big decision in disguise. Yeah, I remember when um, when I was 19 years old, I really sensed that you know that God had called me to ministry, but I really didn't even know what that looked like. Um, I thought that at that point in time, I thought you know as a woman that I was going to be able to serve yeah. in the church, but probably lead in in my career that I had at that time. And um, so I didn't really know what leading in ministry looked like. Um, and so as a 19 year old college student, I remember stepping into a very small church, right? Mm-hmm. Christ Fellowship. We were 70 people meeting in a school wow. cafetorium. Um, I was a single, you know, young adult at the time. And that small step into a small church has marked every step of my journey. Yeah. See, I, I was passionate about kids because, you know, because I, I knew that that I had, I was able to teach kids. I was passionate about students because I had gotten saved yep. in student ministries. I was passionate about worship and, yep. and because I was a worship leader and I was just, pa- I had, I had no, there, there was no lack of passion, but there was an extreme shortage of wisdom, <laughs> of discernment, of, um, of experience. And so I planted myself next to really amazing leaders yeah. that had all of that. You know, they had wisdom, they had vision. And, and I, what I recognized was that opportunity really came in proximity with great leaders. Wow. And I just planted myself there and just started showing up. I really believe that 85%, you know, of, of discipleship and of ministry is just showing wow. up. And, and I, I always so tell the story that every time there was like a, a void in if someone, you know, stepped out of leadership that Pastor Tom and Donna might turn around and I was standing there. So I got thrown into the game, thrown into situations that, you know, that I had, I, I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I don't know if they thought I was a servant or a stalker. I'm yeah. not sure. But, you know, but that, but that experience, I, I think about that experience, that small step 
into a small church has really been a part of every big God story I get to tell today. You know, I when I think about the the, the salvation stories, the thousands of people that have found freedom, the, the girls that have been rescued out of human trafficking, the people across the globe that have been impacted by the ministry here, that that small step really is a part of every single story. And I, I say this all the time that, you know, the small decisions that you make today are determined the big stories that you're yeah. going to tell tomorrow. And, you know, so many times we, I, I didn't know, I didn't yeah. know that that small step was a Kairos moment. Yeah. And that's the thing, you don't know. You don't know as you're taking steps of faithfulness, as you're walking out the process, you don't know which step yeah. is going to be that moment. Yep. You know, when you think about a first date, yeah. you don't think that's a really big decision. Yeah. But I've never met anybody that's married today that did not go on a first right. date. So you got to make sure that that small decision, that 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 first date is someone that yeah. you know loves God as much as you do, yep. that is passionate about you know about the things that you're passionate about. And you know, I think about um, just the the several people that we've helped just walk through a journey of addiction. Yep. And I don't know anyone who is addicted to alcohol or drugs today that that didn't start with that small decision of the first drink or that first party or the first time they crossed the line. And so these, these small decisions that have big consequences mm-hmm. are really big decisions yeah. in disguise. And when you're a moment maker, right? Yeah. And you're watching out for those Kairos moments and you're, you, know, you, you wanna make the most of those moments, you want to make sure that even those small decisions, those small steps that you're intentional about making sure that they're heading in the direction that that you know that you're called to go. That's, that's so great. I, I can't stop thinking about just the, those those two words: show up, mm-hmm. show up. And yeah. I was I was we at Young Adults a couple weeks ago, and I was telling a story about a, a friend of mine in soccer in high school soccer. We made it to the state playoffs, and he had actually got to the locker room moments before the game and realized he had forgotten his jersey. And he he didn't show up right, and was just thinking about like the implications of that, and 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 kind of how it unfolded for the rest of the team. So, what do you say maybe the young adult is like, I am I'm showing up, yeah, but but maybe there's a disconnect, you know, yeah. maybe there's some um, attitudes mm-hmm. that are, are. What are some maybe perspectives that you would say, hey, you're showing up, mm-hmm. lean into some of these areas. Yeah, you know, I think that um, that showing up, you know, is a great first step, right? But one thing that I like to say is that, you know, when you're, when you show up, that you show up ready, yeah. that you show up intentionally, you show up prepared, right? That, that, um, that you show up just ready to lean in again, prepared to, to, to receive what God has for you and re- prepared, um, to, to not only receive, but to give, yeah. right? Again, I think that the, the one part about being a moment maker is that a lot of times we think that other people are supposed to make things happen yeah. for us and showing up means i'm going to show up and and i'm going to make i'm i'm going to make whatever atmosphere that i'm in i'm not going to just take the temperature and be yeah. a thermometer right yeah. i'm going to be a thermostat i'm going to actually be responsible to set the yeah. temperature so and be good. a part of making you know making somebody else's night if it's at young adults or making somebody else's night or making, you know, making someone paving a way for somebody else to find what I found. Cause it's really easy, you know, as we're, as, as we're going through the process, it's mm-hmm. easy, it's easy to get discouraged. Yeah. It's easy to, you know, to think that the, that the, that these small decisions don't matter, but yeah. it's important to stay, you know, leaning into that. Yeah. yeah. I love what you just said. And I was just thinking about this. Every one of us have this smartphone and we, we get on social media, we get on Instagram, we get on mm-hmm. Facebook and I know it's, it's really, 
really like a, a pandemic of insecurity that can yeah. happen to a lot of us. What do you say to the young adult who's like, I notice the moments in other people, mm-hmm. you know? So the, the social media moments were like, I, my life doesn't look like that moment, yeah. you know? Like mm-hmm. it's really a highlight reel, but what do you say to the young adult who's, they're, they're looking at the moments or the moment before the moments of other yeah. people's lives and going like, if I only had a life of moments like them, or they're just feeling yeah. discouraged, especially I think as we lean into the holiday season, mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to c- contrast our lives mm-hmm. between what it is and maybe what we wish it looked like. But what do you say to the person who's just discouraged? Yeah, I I think that, um, that a lot of us, you know, we have dreams and aspirations and a lot of times we can see somebody else yeah. on social media living out our dream. And, you know, again, you guys say this all the time. You have to remember that you're watching somebody else's highlight yeah. reel, right? And so, and you're feeling like you're living a life of blooper reels, right? <laughs> so, um, but you, you do have to keep that in mind and frame it that way. But, you know, we all have dreams and aspirations and and we we have this this vision of where we want to be and the the problem with that is that we we can't go from here to here today mm-hmm. right we we're not you know we, we might have a dream and aspiration but we can't we can't get from here to here today and you know i say all the time that your destiny is not a mystery your mm. destiny is going to be determined by the commitments that you make in those kairos so moments good. and then the steps you take in obedience every single step of the way and so when i said i do the day that I got married to Todd, I had no idea what I did. Right. When you make some commitments in those Kairos moments that, you know, that I'm going to be committed to live my life mm. full on for God, or I'm going to be committed to, you know, to, to wait for God's yeah. best for me or, um, or, or to wait on, on the calling that God has in my life, even though it might be hard. Um, I, I think that a lot of times we want to jump from here to here, but your destiny's not gonna be determined that way. It really is gonna be in the small steps that you take faithful day in, day out, showing up, being all in. And um and you know, as the the whole idea, the whole um the the phenomena of social media. I'm I'm so thankful. I did not have to deal with that. Like I said, you know, when Todd and I were broken up for 18 months, okay. I had no right. idea what he was doing for those 18 yeah. months because there wasn't Instagram, right. you know, to to recognize the to to see the parties I wasn't invited to or yeah. the the places where he was. But um, but there there is just this whole the whole piece of social media is that you don't want to miss the moment that um that that you're living in right now, the, the important things that God wants to do in the relationships that, that you're in um, because you're so busy getting it all out on social media, right? That, that you're so busy living in social media world that you're missing the moments that are right in front of you. You know, there's um, I I was listening to someone this last week talking about the Roman empire and when the Roman empire was, was built um, there had never been a city with, hundreds of thousands yeah. of people ever before until the wow. Roman Empire was built. And how that happened was they had a very complex water system flowing, you know, fresh water was flowing into the city. They had built all these pipes so that fresh water could come into the cities. And so that is how, you know, that that civilization, the Roman civilization was actually built. Well, what happened was a few years in, a lot of people started dying because they started dying of lead poisoning. Wow. So the very 
thing that was actually nourishing them and, you know, catapulting them right. into the future, right? Into the civilization they lived in was also poisoning them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be how we look back on, you know, 2020 and social media, that the very thing that is actually, you know, helping us to stay connected and such an incredible platform is is poisoning us at the same time. And I think that we have to all grapple with that and figure out how do we deal with the poison and the positive at the same time. And so, you know, I would just say that don't miss the moments that that God has for you every single day by be, by being so consumed on social media with what everybody else is doing because God has important things for you to do and you don't want to miss what he has for you because you're living in somebody else's moment. So that, so you know, and again, Take that for whatever it's worth. You know, I think that there is um, there there's a great balance of social media, um, but we do have to learn how to manage the the poison and the the positive at the same time. That's that's yeah. really great. And I, I always hear this word when young adults are talking about um, you know their lives. They're like, well, my life is just mundane yeah. or it's boring. And you were talking about process, just yeah. a commitment to the process mm-hmm. is like a lot of times process is mundane. Yeah, it is. Know? It uh, is. I mean, a lot of our f- spiritual disciplines are. Mundane. Or mundane. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say to the person in the, like the spiritual disciplines arena of mm-hmm. like, hey, like I, I want to grow in this area. But I'm not really sure. You know, yeah. I'm kind of bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, it is, it, it can feel mundane, but I, I do think that um, that the only way you know, that you're going to, again, your dreams and your aspirations, the only way you're going to get from here to there is through discipline, is building spiritual muscle. You know, I, I remember when, um, when I was in high school that, um, that I, when you get, you know, you get to high school and you kind of decide which group you kind of want to be in. Like, do I want to be in the, you know, in the, 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 theater group yeah. or the athletes or what, what group, you know, what, yeah. where do I belong? Right. You're all, we're all yeah. trying to find where we fit in. And, and I remember that I saw the, um, the group with the red jackets and the red jacket people, the red letter jacket people, Sounds they were the athletes. It. Right. And so I knew that I wanted to be athlete. I had never been, you know, played organized sports before, but I had kind of decided that these are the people, this is the group that I wanted to belong to. And so when I made that decision and went out for the softball team and the volleyball team, and, you know, I decided that I was going to be an athlete. And when I decided that the that became kind of an identity yeah. for me. It decided what I was going to do on Friday night. It decided the food I was going to eat and the training that I was going to do. And so when we decide that we are going to follow Jesus and become so a disciple, good. this is an identity word, yeah. right? And so we it predetermines things that we're going to do. And so yeah. ordering our lives in order to grow into a fully devoted disciple of Jesus, it requires discipline. It requires intentionality. And it is so, so worth it um, to be able to, you know, to, to be able to, to grow order your life in such a way that you are becoming more like Jesus yeah. every step of the way. I think after, you know, I'm, I'm, probably 35 years married, but you know, it's been about 40 years since I accepted Christ. And I can look back on the journey and just the times that, um, I, what my biggest regret is that I didn't get more disciplined earlier Mm. in my life. And these spiritual disciplines that, um, of just being able to do having a, a daily prayer life. Um, we, the, we all want to hear the voice of God, 
But the more we connect to him, the more we're going to hear his voice. We all want, you know, God to speak to us and guide our steps. And the only way that that happens is to, you know, is to, is to, really grow in intimacy with him. And so I would just say that, um, that again, when we talk about making moments matter is taking that, that into your own hands and those Kairos moments, many times there's, there are just places that are more, that, that have more potential for eternity to invade our humanity. And those are places of prayer, places of worship, places of connecting in community, putting ourselves in positions, you know, that that we're going to hear the voice of God either in his word, through his people, um, in in a setting where we're learning the word on the weekends. And those those settings and those spiritual disciplines are just paramount. And I would just say for anyone that is listening that I wouldn't want you to miss one good thing that God has for you. And the the way that we lean into it is through consistent yeah. times of prayer and consistent times of worship yeah. and making sure that we're disciplined in our um in in our fellowship with other people too and that's getting people good. around us that are heading in the same direction that we are. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. What do you say to the young adult who's who's maybe that they recognize the power of moments, mm-hmm. but they let the pendulum swing so hard mm-hmm. into, I, I miss the moment mm-hmm. or the series of moments that were detrimental. Yeah. Maybe they're living in shame and, yeah. and they don't feel like they can measure up to mm-hmm. other people's moments. They've just, they've missed a critical moment. They mm-hmm. know it. What, what yeah. now? Well, gosh, just that they would recognize that, you know, I, I would actually say that crisis um, is prob- crisis and criticism and complaints are really Kairos moments in disguise, right? So when we're dealing, when we're in a crisis, or or um, or when we feel like we have, um, when we feel we're self-critical, that's actually a Kairos moment in disguise. And I would probably just look to Scripture and go, you know, it'd be very easy for Jonah mm. to think that he missed his moment, and he actually did. He missed his moment and got swallowed up in the yeah. belly of a whale. But look what happened. He ended up, you know, having a second chance. I think about Peter. You know, he was the so one that good. preached that gospel message, right? He missed his moment yeah. when when that girl approached him, right? When Jesus was was in prison, he missed his moment to stand up for Jesus yeah. and stand up for his faith. And yet, look what Jesus did. Yeah. He used Peter to yeah. be able to declare the very first gospel so message. I would just say that that God is a God of second chances and he has a way of multiplying moments he has a way of like i said we put our time in his hands he has a way of multiplying what's been stolen he is not a god of subtraction and he's not even a god of addition he is a god of multiplication and so when when we miss our moment but then we go back to redeem the time, I believe that there's, there's an anointing on that. Yeah. You know, I think about um, the times when I missed my moment in a relationship, um, when when Todd and I have had an, a, an argument, or we've wasted, you know, I, I've wasted time being hurt or upset or angry, and I missed those days or weeks where I was frustrated. But I go back and have that courageous conversation, yeah. that critical conversation. And, you know, and, and God has a way of taking that moment and building our relationship stronger than it ever was before. So I would encourage you, if you are, you know, if, if you feel like you've missed your moment, 
what is God asking you to do? Mm. How, you know, is it, is it a conversation that you need to have with someone else to restore a relationship? Yeah. Is it a conversation you need to have with God to, to forgive you for maybe something that, um, that you did that may not, you know, have, have been pleasing to him? He can still use even our mistakes. I mean, he can use our mistakes to be able to help other people. And he actually, again, multiplies ministry yep. in our mistakes. I don't understand it. I, you know, I sometimes it's it's the painful way um, to step into it, but but he is a God that does that, Amen. and he redeems our time, and um, and he 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 multiplies the blessing that comes with that. So you, it is never too late to be who you could have been. It is never too late to do what you could have done, and I really believe that um, that as we you know as we step into just allowing. God to redeem our time. Again, our time, you place your time in his yeah. hands, he's going to do something with it. And he does exceedingly abundantly Amen. more than we yeah. can hope, dream, or imagine. That's not just for perfect people. You know, that is for those of us who make mistakes as we all do. And, you know, and I would just encourage you, whatever it is that you're feeling that you've missed your moment, that if you look throughout scripture, it's just, you know, you think about Joseph again, these, these were moments he, he missed moments and he wasn't even responsible yeah. for it. Right. And it might have been something that maybe you didn't do, but somebody did to you. And you might feel like you have missed what God's plan or purpose is in your, because of what's been done to you. But again, He takes our pits, you know, and our prisons, and He and He takes He uses them. That time He redeems it, and He promotes us into palace places. And wow. so that's the kind of God we have. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so 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 great. As you look back. If you could grab yourself at mm. twenty, mm-hmm. what what knowing what you know now, what what's what's some encouragement that you would give yourself? Yeah, if you could. Wow, I I mean, I, I probably this probably wouldn't be the answer that you would expect, but um, but when I look back, I think that my biggest regrets in relationships and in ministry were the conversations that I didn't have. When I allowed gaps in relationships, you know, tension in relationships, um, or, yeah, when I, when I just allowed things, gaps to grow too wide in relationships, and then I had a hard time finding my way back. And, you know, um, I, I think that, especially we're, we're heading towards the holidays, yeah. right? And, um, and man, Holidays can be filled with family tensions, yep. and and I just think that um, that as you head towards the holidays, and we're talking about being moment makers, that you know that moment makers are also peacemakers. You know, there, there's a scripture that says, yep. "Blessed are the peacemakers," and and God didn't call us to be peacekeepers and just kind of yeah. keep everything under the radar, and you know, and and not have hard conversations. Called to be peacemakers, that we make. That peace happen, that we have hard conversations. And so um, I would probably say that if I could go back um, to my 22-year-old self, you know, I would probably make sure that if there was any gaps in relationships, that, um, that I was doing everything I could to have hard conversations earlier and uh, not allow gaps to grow wider. So that would probably be my yeah, my one piece. That's such a, <laughs> such a good uh, such a good thought. One one last question before we yep. wrap up our time today. 
is there anything else on your heart uh, as our pastor that you'd want to say <laughs> to young adults listening in? Uh, it doesn't have to be about this season, but just if you could, if you had one message of just, you know, whatever's on your heart to, yeah. to relay, what would it yeah. be? Well, um, I think, as I said earlier, there are some places that have more potential for Kairos moments than others. And there's a scripture in Psalms where it says, you know, that those who are planted in the house of the Lord are going to flourish in the yeah. courts of our God. And and I don't say that because I want to grow an incredibly large Christ Fellowship Young Adults Ministry, although I think you guys are amazing. And I think every, you know, I, I, I don't know why anybody would want to miss because like right. my favorite people are there every single week, you know, um, but but there there is a, um, there is a, an anointing and and a favor on being in a place where God's spirit can move. You know, there's when when we talk about making moments happen, there every moment that you're in a place where God's word is being shared, his presence is being experienced, mm-hmm. we're worshiping God. There, it's like, and you've heard me say this before, it's a series of sacred moments. Yeah. You know, when you come to young adults or when you come to church on the weekend, there is this power and potential within yeah. those environments where God's, every every moment is filled yep. with this amazing potential. There's potential for people to come to Christ for the very first time. There's potential for people to receive healing, to people to receive freedom from from addictions or the pain of their past. There's potential for for breakthrough yeah. so that you can start the process. There's this potential for relationships. I mean, the relationships that I have today, the people that I am serving with today, we've been friends for 25, 30 years. I would not be who I am today without those That's people. So and so it has nothing to do when I say, you know, that that jumping in and getting planted in the house of God, um, because more than anything, Todd and I want you to flourish. Yeah. We want you to we, we want you to step into everything that God has. We don't want you to miss one good thing that God has for you. But we know that that this place, you know, um, this the house of God, the people of God, that that this is the place where so much of what God wants to do is going to happen in these places yeah. and in these environments. You're not gonna you're you're not gonna get what you get here at a bar on Friday night or you know or at a party you know on on Friday night. But what you get here, there, that every time you step into an environment like this, that it's it's filled with potential. And so, in order to activate that potential, you got to show up. Yeah. I mean, back to, you know, you got to show up, even if you show up with a bad attitude, yeah. show up. Even if you can't show up with your chin up, show up. Yeah. It's 85, you know, we're, we're going to try to get you yeah. there, yeah. but um, but show up because you never know. You do not know when that moment, I when that moment's going to happen. I mean, I can remember times that just totally unexpected in times of worship where the Holy Spirit met me there and healed me of something that I didn't even know that I needed to be healed of, that convicted me of unforgiveness that I had held and I didn't even know I had it there. I didn't, there are things that happen in God's presence that don't happen anyplace else. And so we don't want you to miss it. So I would just say, show up, keep showing up, get planted and yeah, and don't miss out. 
There you have it. <laughs> so good. Pastor Julie, thank you so much thank for spending you. time with us. We, we're with you. We love you and Pastor thank Todd so much. So guys. grateful that you'd yeah. invest in us and, and hang out for a few minutes. And so to everybody who's tuning in and listening, uh, make sure to share this with somebody that you know. Holidays are coming up. So share it with your aunt, uncle, cousin, brother, sister, friend, whoever. Share it with somebody and uh, we'll make sure to hang out with you next time. But until then, we love you. Love you guys. We're out. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Don't forget to tune in Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. on our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.